Wentz again in the gun. Scott to his left. Slots to either side. Motion. Goddard. This time, it's a handoff. No, it's a fake. Wentz into the end zone. Touchdown, Zacherts! Roethlisberger, shotgun. Three receivers left, two to the right. Roethlisberger looks left, floats one. End zone. Caught! Touchdown, left corner. Juju Smith-Schuster. Minus three. With Dave Damashek and Jeff Schwartz. Do it, fellas. Hi and hello sports fans, welcome to Minus 3 presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Tune in all season long for exclusive offers and odds boosts. FanDuel's more ways to win, only one team will win the battle for the Keystone State. Upcoming on Sunday, Steelers, Eagles, Wensylvania, or Pennsylvania. All to be settled on Sunday. Let's say hello to our pals here. First of all, down there in North Carolina, keeping his eye on all things sportsy and what the best bets are for you. It's our pal Jeff Schwartz. What's the poop, fella? Well, is my mic working today? Is it good? Is it hot? Is it ready to go? Um, obviously, I'm hot and ready to go. You're Schwartz. always hot and ready to go. For the I'm, both of us. I'm hot. I'm ready to go. My mic's working. It's loud. Everyone can hear me. We, we, we hear you, everybody. Thank you for sending us that, that note. I don't know. I'm the loudest person I know. I scream all the time. I yell all the time. Ask my wife. I do not know why you guys can't hear me. But now you can hear me. We're ready to go. we got great games this week. And we have basketball and baseball and everything. Everything. It's weird to watch all basketball. All right. All right. Slow, slow, slow down the shilling, Schwartz. Let's, let's have some dignity in the process, shall we? Yeah, let's no. get into it, though. We have a an exciting weekend of sports action for you, presumably, um, we're going to see an NBA title, a, a Larry O'Brien trophy handed out um, yes. by weekend's end. And uh, also up in New York City over the moon about his blue shirts uh, getting yet another first overall pick due to their ineptitude and uh, his Yankees failing. There's uh, there's Eddie Spaghetti. What's the poop with you? Wait, what do you mean another first overall pick? I mean, yeah, that's this is the first one. This is the first one. Yeah, you I collect mean, you collect high like, draft picks when your team stinks for long enough. Congratulations! Yeah, just like the, just like the Penguins have done when they had to rebuild their teams. The same exact thing to like me. The, difference, the difference is the difference is is that we we end up with Stanley Cups as a result. I don't know exactly what you do, except, except some uh, outdated <laughs> uh, hockey sweaters in your closet there, much oh. to your girlfriend's chagrin. All right, let's get into it, shall we? We have a lot to get to here. Um, we're going to focus in on pro football, of course, and let's start it off, Schwartz, with our fan duel boost of the week. Does this count as a fade Jeff Schwartz special? Lay it on us. We are going to stay focused here on Steagles Bowl. Um, of course, everybody knows that the Steelers and Eagles combined forces um, to make one during WW2. That's a nice story ever since then. It's been lousy, these Philadelphia people thinking they're better than people from Pittsburgh. Fat and double fat. We got the titles that say otherwise. Tell us what the uh, tell us what the bet boost is here, Schwartz. Yes, it's a very simple bet boost. We're fading the Eagles this week. So, yes, mm-hmm. if you want to fade me, you should bet on the Eagles. I'm going with the Steelers this week. I know that makes you happy, Dave, as I always do. I love the Steelers this year. I cannot quit the Steelers. They're one of my mm. favorite plays the entire year. We're going to take the line from seven to seven and a half. So plus seven and a half for the Eagles from minus 120 to plus 100. So even money if you want to bet the Eagles and fade my Steelers pick this week. Here's here's the deal, Dave. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are off a buy, an unforced buy, but they got a buy nonetheless. 
Mike Tomlin, very good off a of bye. We know that, right? Nine and four last 13 games off a of bye. But more than anything else, the Eagles are not a good football team. They're just not a good football team. They're 30th in DVOA. They're 31st on offense. They're 14th on defense. Guess what? They're not going to score against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's off a bye, has an outstanding defense. Philly's on, a, not a short week per se, but they got to fly all the way back from the West Coast late Sunday night. I, I just think that the Eagles are going to whoop their butts. Like, it's very simple. So you don't, I mean, listen, talk about from the player perspective. To me, you know, the, the, all that, uh, I love the locker room rhetoric, as you know. I love the, uh, I love all the cliches that yes. emerge. But they always say, we just need to get a win. Feel so much better when you just get a win. The, the flight home and all that. Carson Wentz was literally talking about that in the post game, I, And I also think that um, part of the human condition is you, you, you get lost in the specifics of like, all right, but you kind of got lucky with this or that. And maybe it shouldn't have gone that way. And everything. You, who cares? We got to win and you start feeling good. Right. You right. don't think that this is a new brand, a, a new little stretch for the Eagles. Now that they got uh, the donut out of the win column, you don't think we're going to see a, uh, rejuvenated bunch here. I think that happens when you've started slow and you're a really good football team. But what, what, Dave? What, did, what have you seen from the Eagles that makes you think, man, good football team? Really, really they, nothing shows you they're good, right? Carson Wentz still continues to not play to the level that we expect him to play at. They're injured again for the 17th year in a row, right? Uh, they continue to be injured since the Super Bowl. Since the Super Bowl win, I believe I'm right on this. I got to make sure the exact number. I'll get it out for you. But they're, I think, they're 13 and 20 and 13 and 33 against the spread, like something ridiculous. Like they just, they make a football team since then. And so I just don't know why that would continue, why all of a sudden they're just going to magically be good. By the way, sorry, since the Super Bowl, they're 13 and 23 against the spread. They just haven't been a good football team. Like, it, and, and it's okay to admit that. Um, and this year, I don't see anything better from them. And yes, the win, it sounds great. It makes it, you're right, the plane ride home is going to be fabulous. But when they show up at the facility this week to get to work, they're still the same football team, Dave. The Steelers have a week off. They have a week off to prepare for this game. They're going to be rejuvenated on defense. The offense is, is getting better, right? You have a, a time to, to reassess where you're at after three weeks, figure some things out. David DeCastro has been back. He's n- another week to, for him to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just do That's not, not think- a small matter from what I get. Again, as always, um, the asterisk goes next to it. I don't know which 300-pound man leans good. Um, but I defer to you. DeCastro really is that big a difference maker for the Steelers' offensive line? He is, but I'll tell you, the rookie that was in his spot, Dotson from Louisiana, was playing really well. I, I enjoy your, your kid's princess cup there. It's, that's very it's very on brand. Thank I, you. I love it. Yes, frozen, I believe it looks like. That's right, Elsa and Anna with there the terrible go. parents, overcoming <laughs> terrible parenting to become, uh, to become powerful uh, young um, women. I mean, look, you you can't discredit losing an all-pro level guard and then you know having him come back. It's, of course, it's going to help your offense. I mean, look right now at the Ravens. I'll use the Ravens, for example. They don't have Marshall Yand at right, at right guard. Their offensive line is not as good this year. Orlando Brown's not playing as well at right tackle without Yand in there. The center's mm. not playing as well without Yanda. It matters to have that player there. The Cowboys are example of this too, right? Cowboys, Travis Frederick didn't play. Was it two years ago now? With uh, And the Cowboys offensive line wasn't as good without Travis Frederick. It's hard to replace these guys. And now that DeCastro's back, uh, especially against Fletcher Cox, who's a great defensive lineman for the Phillies, the Phillies, the Eagles, um, it makes sense that uh, you'd want him back in this game. All right, so we're going to dig in on that one, or we uh, just did dig in on a little bit. We'll have uh, much more to come um, for the Eagles and Stillers fans out there. And a reminder, the Eagles now plus 
Seven and a half, and you can only get that with minus three. FanDuel.com slash minus three. Get that one. Either way, I got to tell you, man, Steelers in that spot, I, you know, I, I, I hear you. That's a lot of points to be throwing out there against another pro football team that despite Schwartz's um, valid points is not some bum team. This is not the Jets just because they wear green that's uh, that's going to be appearing in Heinz Field. Dave, so, do you know the, the Jets have better, uh, just slightly better efficiency than the Eagles do this season? Is that true? Yeah. So I, I like using football outsiders, right? DVOA is a great tool. We all use DVOA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philly's 30th. The Jets are 29th. Sheesh. That's bad. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room, the poisoned elephant in the room, uh, the the COVID-19 plague sweeping through some NFL locker rooms, just like it is the White House and uh, and most of America. What do you think, Schwartz? I, I mean, listen, maybe by the time you're listening to me, uh, uh, dear listener, I'll have been proven wrong and I'll be forced to invoke the Jerry Orbach rule. But um, I find it very hard to believe that the NFL that requires four preseason games that have absolutely no value and that the league that expects fans to pay for those preseason games the same amount they pay for regular season games that they're going to forfeit a game, that that's going to be the result of all this mess that largely, I guess, belongs to Tennessee, but it's not as though they're the the one and only in pro football right now dealing with it. How say you? What's the bottom line? Are we, are we, I mean, I keep saying, I know that guys in the NFLPA have said, we anticipate some forfeits. I still think that the league's going to do whatever it can to just create more space come you know january and keep pushing the playoffs and super bowl back am i right or no so i think what's going to happen is the titans and bills game this weekend will be just postponed they will not make a decision on whether to forfeit that game Hmm. or where to reschedule because if there's if dave let's just say that we make it through the rest of the year without any games having to be moved past kind of the weekend slot right we saw the chiefs and patriots got moved from sunday to monday um let's just say that that we you know we have a few of those but we don't have to outright postpone games they're not going to create a week 18 for one football game. I can't imagine that, you know, that to be the case. Um, and, and maybe they will, but I, they'd have to move the playoffs. And I just, I don't see that happening. So in that case, they might go all the way down to week 17 and say, look, this game is important or not important for the standings. And we'll, times are have to forfeit. I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. The forfeit to me sounds way too punitive because it, this is a, this is a, a race for, for playoff seating between these two teams. If it was just the Jets and Giants, whatever, give the, give one of them a win. Who cares? But well, that's, for- yeah, that's a great, uh, man, that is a great point from a competitive standpoint. And it's a recurring thing for me. And I know that now the league has said they're going to be major fines and all that sort of thing. They should do it, that. I know they should, but what's preventing uh, a player or a team from saying like, oh yeah, no, he's not going to play this week. Cause uh, yeah, his, um, yeah, his quads really bugging him. So, like, you know, what? what I mean, what's who? Who's doing? Who's the investigative team breaking down the doors to see? Like, does he actually have COVID? I mean, like, isn't that the? It, it aren't teams all over um, football America right now doing exactly that? Aren't they concocting like, if anybody on our team gets it, we just say that he has a bad shoulder. I don't think they. Can, I don't think they can do it with that. I, I, no? I, and so, like, look. The answer would be obviously that you make the Titans forfeit the game, and that sends a message, right? That you can't do this around the NFL. But look, so far, I, I know that it's you know the, the Patriots are kind of in this incubation period, but so far, 
No one else has tested positive. We're recording this on Thursday morning. I, I don't know if someone tests positive after this or later on. The Vikings, who played the Titans now, what, 11 days ago? Nobody on their team has tested positive from playing the Titans. That's good news. Like, there, there is some good news in this, right? The Chiefs had one player test positive. Have So far, have no one else test positive. Of course, incubation period, we don't know if more will test positive. So you can make an example out of the Titans and say, look, you guys have 20, I think I saw the tweet this morning, 24 personnel, players and coaches that have gone. So obviously, you did something wrong in your facility. Because look, the, you want to bash the NFL all, all you want. I know people love to do that. But if you read their protocols they put in place, Dave, a viral outbreak should not happen at the facility. It should not happen. You're supposed to be six feet apart from everyone. You know, practice, and I know that there's some discussion about whether or not, you know, you know, Stephon Gilmore talked to Pat Mahomes close up. That's really not how viral spread is supposed to happen. Like that quickly, you just talk to someone for, for 30 seconds outside and all of a sudden they're sick, right? It's not going to be transmitted during practice. And they're set up with the protocols to not have it happen in the facility. So why do the Titans have... 24 personnel with COVID is the question to be asked. And if the NFL and the PA determine they were negligent, then is it is it worth it to forfeit one of their games to prove a point to the rest of the NFL that you can't do this? No, and it doesn't real and and like you say, it hurts them at the gate if you say to the Jets, we're canceling your game and you get a loss, but it doesn't hurt the players really, because what do they care? And they don't get paid if they don't play, by the way. Okay, that's okay. That's a fair point because Chris from a Morton's competitive standpoint, if I'm if if I'm on the Jets, I'd be like, good, save my body for next year for a game yeah. with a team that matters. Right. What do I care if you if you force me to take? I think that's to to your point about losing the get the uh, paycheck. That's the answer. Is um, and I've seen you talking about this too. You're like, why is it such a difference? Um, and people go crazy when NFL guys test positive, but nobody seems to care with college guys, because I don't think you're considering that people, um, especially young people, legitimately, the demographics, if you look at the research and everything else, people like me, you know, who, who are, you know, in their mid thirties and older, um, we spaghetti, please. People in their mid thirties, like me, um, like we care about team, we identify and root for teams, but younger people are star centric. They care about Odell Beckham and and uh, and Lamar Jackson and so on um, much more. And that just isn't as true in college football. It's a, the brand of uh, the right. conference that you root for and everything else. But I still think that the that the resolution is because you do want it to be punitive on some level is, hey, Ryan Tannehill, now you have to sit down for the next three weeks. You're suspended. That sends the message. It's not, it's not, his, not his fault. He's the one who went out and practiced. I don't know how much that I, I don't know how much that transmitted the virus that practice. But the problem is they broke the rules. Right. That's the right. By the way. I'd like to say that I'm all I'm in my mid twenties. If Dave will announce he's his mid thirties, I'll, I'll give out my proper age. I'm in my mid twenties, so thought I'd make that very clear. I don't mm -hmm. look. I don't know what what to make of the Titans' workout. Unless outside. we're all in the mid eight hundreds. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to to make of the Titans' workout outside. Other than if the NFL told them they can't work out and they went to work out, they have a problem on their hands. If this is before the NFL told them they couldn't work out. I can see arguments on both sides. I, I'm not. I'm not the expert. I don't know if it's going to spread the virus. I, I'll leave that to people. You're right. You know what? Let's just. I. I feel bad that we just spent five minutes on this when you, me, and Spaghetti together are not going to achieve a medical degree. And I guess that's the bottom line and where we should have started. I don't know. You don't know. 
the vast majority of America, no matter what uh, what right. their title is, don't know. Let's leave it to the doctors and uh, and we'll see what uh, what the NFL ends up deciding. Dr. Goodell and company as as far as uh, penalties and otherwise and what the schedule is going to look like. Let's focus on the matters at hand, uh, the the upcoming weekend. And and I do I, I am curious what you what, what you fellas think about my ongoing theory about quarterbacks. Now we hear Dwayne Haskins, um, you know, I mean, the the debate of. Danny Dimes, Dwayne Haskins. To me, I think I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think I still would take Dwayne Haskins as uh, uh, if you gave me a choice um, for the next five years, which guy I would want as my um, my pro football QB. But a rash decision, you know, um, Ron Rivera, um, some short, you actually toiled for him. I feel like my, my, my larger point is this about it. I feel like pro football teams continue to do this thing of getting desperate where quarterbacks are concerned. And six years ago, I said, why in a world of seven billion can we not find 32 guys to play um, quarterback capably in in the NFL? And people, you know, like that and, and, and people, you know, people continue to wring their hands about it. But. Here in 2020, what's the worst quarterback situation in the NFL? Is it in Washington, D.C.? Because if that's it, it ain't that bad, (laughs) really. I mean, I I, I really think, like, look, now we know that Trey Lance is coming out. So that makes three more guys. Um, Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins' successor, um, is going to be one of them, and Trevor Lawrence's. That's three more guys who are first-round pedigree guys. Um, And that's just the way it is in the 21st century. There are always going to be two or five guys uh, available there. Um, Jameis Winston, who was the first overall, and Marcus Mariota, who was the number two. I'm not saying either one of them is headed to the Hall of Fame, um, but they're both capable NFL starting QBs. You could do a lot worse, and a lot of teams have done a lot worse than that. My bottom line is, just slow your roll. If, if you're listening to me, NFL GMs, and I, I believe probably um, like a dozen or so of you are um, at, right now. I, I mean, you do not need to move heaven and earth to get a QB, because if you don't have your guy right now, it's owed to bad decision making. I know the Jets fans are hitting me up when I say that, like, well, well, how do you explain Sam Darn? You can pick wrong. There are busts within that. But there is talent. There is enough talent out there now in uh, the Lord year 2020, that if you don't have your guy right now, it's not that hard to find it. True or false, Schwartz? Two things. One, you're 100% right about it's never been easier to find a new quarterback. Right? There's a plethora of – there could be in two or three years there'll be too many quarterbacks. There will not be enough spots. There already and, are. You know, there already I mean, are, I mean, but yes, I mean, I'm Andy, with you. I mean, Andy Dalton's a backup, and he's a capable right. starter in the NFL too. Like there's, right. a, there's a bunch of guys that are backups that that um could d- d- definitely start and win games in the NFL. Um, as far as, you know, the Washington situation, and this is where this plays into hand is like, look, the Redskins, I mean, Washington football team just said like, look, all right, well, we'll just move on. Cause we'll just get someone next year. There's a ton of options for us. Right. I mean, we could go just, we go sign Winston or Mariota or, or Dalton, or maybe Dak Prescott becomes free, or we'll just be really bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance or, or fields, or we'll find, you know, we'll find a backup somewhere else. Like there's all these options for these, for, you know, for these teams now. They don't feel invested in young quarterbacks. And look, 
New general managers and new head coaches have zero ties to any quarterbacks. And that's why they move on from them as soon as possible. And Ron Rivera has no ties. Scott Turner has no ties to Haskins. I think they did him a little dirty, right? One month in, no offseason, short in training camp, no preseason games, and, 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 and you throw him to the curb for Kyle Allen, who Pro Football Focus had rated last, last, dead last, of any quarterback that had 50% of snaps last year. So it's not an upgrade. It's just not Dwayne Haskins. It is funny, and that exists in every industry um, that, you know, like uh, the the idea of, I, hey, Dwayne Haskins isn't my guy, says Ron Rivera, and he knows Kyle Allen and is comfortable with him. And by the way, I always apply this standard if you're the coach and GM and, and making decisions, much like the Chargers were kind of forced into with Tyrod Taylor. If you're the Chargers, are you thinking like, Hey, I can see a, a, a sequence of events that results in Tyrod Taylor holding up the Lombardi trophy. Of course you cannot. Ergo, roll with uh roll with uh with, with the kid. I mean, you know, your guy from Oregon, Justin Herbert, you could see a mile away was the more talented guy. It was just a matter if he's ready. If and, and that debate, is he ready? Is he ready? Well, if your team ain't ready to win the Super Bowl, then who cares? And just play the kid and get him more reps doing it that way. I, so I like that. I think where Washington's concerned, they happen to be in, a, in what's tracking to be an all-time atrocious NFC East, and he's trying to win the division, right? I mean, it, it's, not, it's not implausible that Washington wins this garbage division. I mean, I, I guess from a coach's mindset, no, right? It's never impossible. It's until you're out of it, you can still win it. But they're, again, I go they're, back to they're literally in it. What do you mean? No, they're they're yeah, not. They're, they're not. They're, they're not. Well, maybe you yeah, know they're, they're mathematically they're, able. I, but I mean, like I know, I know they're in it. I know they're in it. I, come on, Dave. They're not winning the division. All right. Let, let, let's be serious here. Since that, since week one, they have about thirty-two points per game in the last three weeks. Like, yeah, yes, they're. They, week one was incredible. You're they, you were down. So what 17 nothing came back and won that game too like it was it was kind of an improbable win like yes you won that game it counts and the eagles and cowboys and giants are all awful they're all awful i get it but you're more awful than the eagles and cowboys like this is it's just what it is so i get what they make but again i go back to this point is that Kyle Allen was not good last season so it's not i like agree with that it's not like you're inserting someone in who's better than Dwayne Haskins Kyle Allen's not better i will say that important to bring up here Alex Smith is supposedly listed number two. I never thought that Alex Smith, even though he was cleared to practice and cleared to be on the team, would ever see the field again. And I'm not quite sure come Sunday he'll actually be dressed because that means he's one play away from playing. I, I, he, he took almost no live reps during practice in all training. I think he took two, two, only two periods of all camp and team drills. I can't imagine he plays, but he's one snap. He's the best quarterback if he plays. If he's able to play, he's the best one out of all three. Man, uh, come on. I I don't want to get up on Mount Pius about this, but do not play Alex Smith. And I'm Ron Rivera, do not put Alex Smith in Dave, a game. And I think they all know that. I think they, said, there's Dave, no I've way they would you, do that. I've said this for months now. People have poo-pooed me about this, have said, you're crazy. It's a great story. Why Why shouldn't sure I dream? I'm like, it's a great story. Yes, it is. That's why he's on the football team. Plus, guess what? His contract's guaranteed. Got to kind of keep him around. It's a great story for Washington. But I'm with you, Dave. He should never ever see the field again, ever. The risk is not worth it. it, it if you want to trot him out there to, to, to take a ceremonial knee after the game, right. so be it. But to actually have him in a game, 
he, he's how good can you think Alex is going to be? He's going to worry about his leg every time he takes the snap. Like, I, I just I can't I, I can't see him playing. Um, I want to jump into the game picks across uh, the sports uh, landscape here. We got some good ones, Red River rivalry and uh, NBA and so on and so forth before we uh, get to pro football games. Quickly, though, one other thing I've been thinking about is Dak Prescott is it has nothing to I not nothing to do with, but he is way down on the list of uh, of guys responsible for how bad the Cowboys look so far. I think he's been just fine. Um, and probably a plus for that team. But I also think that the math is going to make it so that if this is a failed Cowboys season, that Dak is not going to be back there. They'll just, they're, they're going to have to shake things up and, and kind of go with a, you know, rookie contract guy or a cheaper option at QB and try to fix that roster overall. Cause it just doesn't make any sense. I think Dak's going to be out there to, to um, help my point that there's going to be another high-end QB on the market come spring, right? Um, yeah, I, I don't think Dak is is staying. Um, what's your about Dak? I, I, look, I'm not a quarterback guy. I, I'm, of course, I, I watch quarterbacks play. I, I can't give you the explanation for this, but you're the I, you're I the line of scrimmage guy. I'm the QB guy. I'm the QB well, whisperer. I, I pay attention. Spaghetti. To I okay. pay attention and I'm right about them all the time. People okay. scoff at that, but spaghetti. Am I you wrong are. about QBs very often? Sometimes, once in a blue moon, but most often, more often than not, Damashek is the truth. Who told you Aaron Rodgers was going to be the best in, in the sport back in 2010 before anybody was kibitzing about him? It comes to mind, only I can think of is you being wrong was a Rosen, which I was too, and I guess before the season, you did say that Haskins is better than which Daniel Jones, be. and he. I told you first, Herbert so. was going to be the real deal. So far, he is. I was like, look at you, cherry picking the bad examples. More often than not, I said besides besides those two that come and in about two thousand and four, I said uh, yeah. um, that I thought Jay Cutler was going to win the MVP, and then they started like three and zero, and he was really good, and I was looking good, but then that fell apart too. But <laughs> oh, I also thought Ryan Mallett was going to be good too. All right, Mallett was good. okay. Fine, yeah, those yeah, are all yeah. wrong examples, but that's because there are dozens and dozens of examples of Damashek okay. being correct. All right, go ahead. So the thing about Dak is, you watch that game this weekend, and. I mean, he's the, the most uninspiring 500 yards ever. Like, you're like, oh, 500 yards. Oh, all right, I guess. Like, that's cool. But you were down 38-14. I mean, all these games, the Cowboys are down big. Like, is that – how does Dak take no blame in that whatsoever? I know Zeke's fumbling. I know things don't – but, I mean, he's the quarterback. You're down 38-14. You're down 29-10, to, to 10, right? Like, at some point, it's like it's kind of the quarterback's fault, right? If, if the Chiefs, for example, had a had a bad first half – You'd be like, yeah, Pat Mahomes didn't play very well. But but for Cowboys fans and everyone else, it's like, well, it's not Dak's fault. Not Dak's fault. At some point, right, it becomes Dak's fault that they get behind in all these games? Well, I mean, it, it's – yeah, I hear you. I mean, I, it's hard to point at the QB when the defense doesn't stop anybody. But, but then I guess you could – you can also look at Russell Wilson's situation. That's not a great defensive team in Seattle, and they're undefeated. So I guess you could – listen, that's what I'm saying. The the, the bottom line math is going to be for Jer and for any Cowboys fan is like, okay, our, our formula ain't working, but then again, they might end up winning the division. And the same applies to the Philadelphia Eagles with Carson Wentz. Um, and, uh, okay, let's get into the games here. It's It's – I want, we, we have much to get to here regarding the games. Let's start off with um, an ACC game here. Miami is playing Clemson 
The Canes plus 14 and a half. How say you, Schwartz? I'll take the 14 and a half with Miami and the way their defense is playing right now. And for a while there, we wondered if their offense was ever going to come along, right? Just for a couple of years, the offense just wasn't coming along. Derek King, transfer from Houston, doing great. Averaging 43 points a game. Um, you know, Clemson doesn't often play a lot of teams in the ACC that can stand up to them at all, ever, really. I mean, the last three or four years, never. This year, they have Notre Dame and Miami. Give me a 14 and a half. Um, I know it's, I believe it's at Clemson, which doesn't make me feel terribly great about it, but I'll still take the 14 and a half points. I like that hook there. Um, yeah, I, I roll with Schwartz, man. I, you know, credit where it's due. Schwartz is, um, he's the CFB whisperer, um, on FanDuel. You do want to listen to what he has to say over Damashek. Listen, uh, I'm a, if nothing else, I'm a man of honor and, like the late, great Jerry Orbach. When I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong, and I defer to Schwartz. He was right. He told me also about in NFL news. He told me um, on Monday night um, he he attempted to disabuse me of my opinions, and uh, and once again, you were you were correct there, Schwartz. Nicely done there, and like I, I say, CFB is the way to go. Let's talk NBA quickly here. Game five, if you're listening to us tonight, I think it's a foregone conclusion that LeBron – um, AD and company hoist uh, Larry O'Brien at some point this weekend. Um, Friday night, Heat are plus seven against the Lakers. How say you? Yeah, I'm taking the Lakers on the game here. They're going to blow them out. This is, this is done. Um, LeBron knows this is it. Uh, they're wearing their their and I. I was gonna gonna say something, but then I look. I did the research. They're wearing black uniforms, and they're the Kobe uniforms or the Mamba uniforms. They're four and zero wearing them. It's a Lakers fan. I understand why they're wearing black, but I prefer they wear their traditional uniforms to win a championship in. Like I get I it. Agree. I get it. But like you're 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 yellow and purple. Like let it look let who it look who knows his unit. Look who's weighing in with the right opinion on uniforms. Like Good I, for get you, it. Fella. I get it. You want to honor Kobe, but winning the championship is honoring Kobe, right? That's that's the best way to do it. Um, but they're gonna win this game. It's not gonna be close. LeBron's gonna come out and, and I would bet LeBron and his props are not posted yet. I'd bet LeBron over points. I'd bet everything over for LeBron. I think yeah. he comes out and solidifies this as probably the greatest. I mean, there's no there's no question, right? The greatest team builder ever. I mean, this is third championship in, in the third city. It's incredible. I know. People like to impugn him, you know, for, you know, it, what'll be four and six, I guess, in the finals um, versus the perfection of Michael Jordan. And I get that, you know, that that's what Joe Montana has over Tom Brady, you know, is is the donut and the loss column in, in the championship round. But um, something to be said for um, LeBron, who's traveled across basketball America in different situations and a lousy one in Cleveland and then a high end one in Miami and now landing on the West Coast. And he's going to be he's going to have won three titles with different franchises. Um, you know, I, I, it's kind of apples and oranges, I guess, ultimately, the debate that people have had ad nauseum now. But uh Appreciate greatness. That's what I would say. How about that? Um, I love comparing yes, and trying to sure. rank guys and all that kind of stuff. You, you, nobody loves doing that more than I do, but sometimes we get so caught up in it. It's the same thing, like I was saying earlier in the week about Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes may have jumped him at this point, but the reign of Aaron Rodgers in an era that included Brady, Breeze, and Peyton at the height of their powers and transitioned into Russell Wilson and um, and now we have, you know, a, a whole new era of MVP level players and Lamar Jackson and otherwise Aaron Rodgers reign has been long. And so, too, has LeBron James. And we should 
try to appreciate that instead of immediately jumping into the listen. I love ranking the guys too, but but at some he's, point he's one B. But is he as good? But is he as good? Is yeah, I get okay. it. I, I, nobody, nobody's me. nobody loves doing that more than Damashek does. Of but. course you do. Here's my LeBron take. It's a very simple. I'm a very, it's a very simple take. I think it's the best take you're going to hear on this. Mm-hmm. Jordan's the best player ever. LeBron's the most talented player ever. That's that's how simple it is. LeBron's the most physically gifted, talented player we've ever seen in NBA history. The size, what he can do, the rebounding. that He led the league in assists this year, right? Like, he can do whatever he wants. But he has not been, as in my opinion, you know, the finisher that, that, that Jordan has been. Now, to be fair, I believe he's only lost one finals when favored. I mean, that's an important distinction here, right? He's taken some really bad teams to NBA finals. We cannot hold him taking the 2007 Cavs against him to NBA finals. Like, that's ridiculous. So let, let's be honest here. So that's why I have Jordan 1A and LeBron 1B. It's, it's not that difficult. Yeah, you got to, you, you really have to blur your eyes to not be able to see that LeBron taken. Um, that you know, now it's a long time ago, but those Cavs teams with Joe Noah and company that those that those teams were appearing in the finals is the credit to LeBron. It's not, you know, everybody lost. Yeah, he was playing. I mean, he was. Uh, when did Jordan ever show up in the finals? Um, with a bum roster, never. You know, he always had Scottie Pippen next to him and uh, Dennis Rodman. Oh, wait, we listen. We 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 all saw. Um, last dance. We don't need to revisit what Jordan did. All right, let's get into pro football action here. I'm going to cut to the chase. I'm sorry, baseball. Let's be. I, I apply a no jive policy, and I know Eddie Spaghetti is heavily invested in this. Lockdown. 2020 does. 2020 deserves a World Series champion that is either the Yankees, the long-standing classic evil empire, or the Houston Astros. I hope that's what baseball gets. I, 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 I The whole thing needs to be moved up to Mount Pius with their nonsense in this dumb playoff system. Let's talk pro football instead here, and let's start off with um, the Arizona Cardinals, the New York Jets, the Jets – you know, nominally at home, plus seven against number one Kyler Murray. Maybe I'm not. I, I'm not going to indulge all this MVP jazz. We're we're just barely into October now. Oh, Kyler Murray in that offense isn't good anymore, um, according to a lot of people. I made my pick that Kyler was going to win the MVP. I don't know if that's going to happen, but quarterback Cardinals whisperer. are stumbling a little bit. The the quarterback whisperer. Um, Look, here's. I was being there. bold. That was a bold. Everybody goes. Well, the obvious. I, who, who, who's going to pick anybody but Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP? Exactly. I was being bold. I Mahomes he was, because I like winning money. So um, plus, right. he was plus twenty three hundred. That was a great value I'll, bet I'll on t- Kyler yeah, Murray. Sure. But so okay. Tim is Mr. Trubisky last year. Um, oh, here, please. here, here. Here's the theme of today's show. You ready? Is I'm not betting on bad teams anymore. And I, I did some research. Believe okay. it or not, I, I use my my brain for every now and then. 14 teams in the NFL have one win or zero wins. That's a lot, actually. That's, a, that's almost half the league. It's crazy. Throw out the, the Broncos and Bengals. They're both 3-1 three three against the spread. Throw those teams out. So 12 teams, the 12 other teams. They're 11-34-3 against the spread. I'm not betting on bad teams anymore. I'm just not doing it. So I'm not betting on the Jets. I don't care. I'm just, it's a, I am just I don't feel comfortable. Like I, I, I think the Cardinals cover this game just because I'm not betting on the Jets. I'm just not doing it. So Flacco, that's, that's how Jets. simple it is. Flacco and the Jets, sheesh, an ugly one. I'm with you on that one. Bungles, birdies in Charm City, the Ravens um, giving 12 and a half. Sheesh. If I had the literal 10-foot pole with me or you were holding it, Schwartz, listen, I don't care what circumstance. 12 and a half in the NFL is a lot. The Bengals do count as a pro football team. 
Um, maybe maybe they took some seasons off along the way, but but uh, you kind of you you were right about the bungles a week ago. Um, are you are you willing to take them here with? uh, you are. Yes. I, I, you I know like, what? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I like the Bengals here plus 12 and a half. Uh, Joey Burrow, depending on, on what the closing line is, he's either 4-0 against the spread or 3-1 against the spread. Um, he does this enough to win these games. And look, Baltimore, I know they – they. it depends where you got the number last week. They they covered or did not cover. They didn't look terribly good against Washington, right? They just looked mm-hmm. okay. Offense line had issues in that game. Lamar Jackson – Sat out yesterday with, with a bum right. knee. You mentioned earlier about the Eagles getting their first win, right? And whether or not that kind of galvanized the team. They're a veteran team, right? They understand what winning and losing is by now. But the Bengals and Joe Burrow have not felt a win until last weekend. And I feel like that's going to get them going a little bit, right? Go to Baltimore, 12 and a half point dogs. Look, no one looks at the line as a player, but coaches definitely say, you're the underdog this week. And they know they are. And I think it'll galvanize them. 12 and a half is a lot of points for... Joey covers. Joe Burrow just covers, buddy. Let's do it. Why with the Bengals? <laughs> Joey covers a new nickname for him so early in his career. Um, yeah, I'm with you. And talk about galvanizing and all that. You know, the the for all I say about you don't have to fall all over yourself these days and move heaven and earth and spend forty million dollars to have a franchise QB. But it does feel like the Bengals have suddenly found themselves in the sweet spot, which is they have their franchise QB and they're going to have them on that rookie deal for the next four years now. And so this is the opportunity. This is the window for the Bengals. This is going to be a fascinating case study for a franchise that's fall fallen on its face repeatedly. Of course, Carson, the one thing I will say about them is, and I'm a Steelers guy if I haven't mentioned that before, but I still go back to, 2005, the Bengals, this side of the Colts, were the best team in the AFC. If Carson Palmer hadn't gotten hurt, I don't know if um, if maybe they would have gone to a Super Bowl and won it. But not since then, at least, have the Bengals been positioned to really make some hay here. Not in 2020. They might be able to play some spoiler here in what – is shaping up to be. I think the AFC North is now the best division in the NFL from one through four. Is that fair to say? Has no. I mean, it has no weak link really. If the. I mean, the Bengals are clearly the worst team in the in the division, and they're competitive so far every week. Uh, yeah, that's that's it's probably right. Think about. Yeah, I guess the North. I, I guess you could go uh, NFC West too, right? Yeah, but the Cardinals haven't been as good as we thought. The Niners are pretty beat up. They're two and two. Um, yeah, probably the AFC North, I'd say. Um, all right. Uh, good. Uh, inter- uh, boy, you were not just Joe Burrow. You were in on the, the bungles. Let history show that as people start to come around on them in the next month or two, that uh, Jeff Schwartz was the first one I heard uh, talking them up a little bit. OK, let's talk about Washington's football team and the Rams coming to town. It's weird, by the way, the Rams... I know people always talk about the West Coast teams and that it's um, disadvantageous, the, the traveling to, to – but it seems like the Rams have spent a ton of time in the Northeast yeah. this last month, right? I mean, I, I mean, obviously, it doesn't seem that way. It's literally true. But um, I can't remember a West Coast team getting this raw a deal as the Rams have yeah. gotten. It's our third game, right, already on the East Coast. Um, mm-hmm. Here's why I love the Rams, okay? I love the Rams this weekend. First of all, we talked about the Kyle Allen. Given seven and a half total on that game, 40, yeah. 45 and a half. Obviously, seven. If I think this could be bet back down to seven. So I would just, I'd hold on 
to your to your money right now. This feels like this could be back down to seven as people start taking Washington, you know, the home dog. Here's why. So we 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 watched last week and the Rams did not play well against the Giants, and they still won the game, right? Every good team has a stinker. They always have a stinker, and a lot of times they win the stinker. The Chiefs had a stinker already against the Chargers, and they won, right? The Rams had a stinker against uh, the Giants, and they won. The next week, though, you come out and you play your ass off because you just had a stinker. And guess what? They get a really bad team in Washington, and they're going to kick their ass. I would not be surprised, Dave, if this game was 21-0 in the first quarter. Like I just think the Rams come out and just steamroll them. No Chase Young again for the Washington football team. Washington football team, by the way, is fourth in, in defensive DVOA, but they've allowed 32 points per game over the last three games. That doesn't really equal, that doesn't really add up in my opinion. Um, they're 18th against the run. We know the Rams have a three-headed monster. Cam Akers, I believe, is back this week as well. Uh, they're going to just run all over the Washington football team, up and down the field. I love the Rams this week. I know betting road favorite, terrible bet typically, but these road favorites now cover all the time. They just, it's just, it's a, it's a new NFL. I'm surprised by the total. I get the Kyle Allen is is um, is start, but it seems like um, I, I I like the over at 45 and a half there. Um, but I'm with you on the Rams rolling, and I. I think that, as we saw in Chicago, everybody, you know, the, one of the oldest cliches in football is the most popular guy in, in town is the backup QB. And then that's Nick Foles. Uh, that's who he is. And now the Bears, I guess if you're listening to this on Friday or, or after, I might look dumb if the Bears beat the Bucks, um on Thursday night. Um I'm taking the bucks and I feel confident in that. So, you know, I, I guess I'll have to or back myself if, if you're listening to this and, and you already know I was wrong about that, but I'm, I'm bullish on the bucks. And by the way, I guess we shouldn't talk too much about that because of course, like I say, we could really look stupid here, but credit to you for saying that the bucks, the worst they're going to look is early on and they're going to get better and better and better. Thank you. So, well, but, but you could be wrong by the time, again, I don't, I don't think I'll be wrong. If the bears won by 10, if you're, if you're listening to Friday, Dave and Friday Schwartz and the bears won, then you have to go back and delete the last couple of minutes of this, right? Spaghetti. You're going to do that for us. They're, they're not they're The, the bears might win this game. It's not going to be by 10 points. All right. Well, I I don't know what to do now. I feel lost in a uh, in a, a time worm, you know. Because if we're wrong, then we can't let people hear I, this. And I've never been wrong before, so this will be a first time for me. So it's just, what about it's the Chiefs? Me. Almost almost two touchdowns again. Yeah. A crazy number. This is two. Yeah. These big it's numbers spook me. Thirteen and a half. Yeah, the I, Raiders have not. The Raiders have have been good. Every week, I don't even yeah. think the game in Foxborough, the, the final score doesn't indicate that the game was fairly close. Um, and that's, I, I know that's um, me trying to, um, yeah. you know, self-validate because I, I, I thought the Raiders had a chance to actually win that game. But either way, 13 and a half, too many points. I, I think it's too many points. This game opened at about 11 or 10. I mean, so the, uh, 11, I felt better about the Chiefs. 13 and a half, I'd stay away from this game. But a couple things to note. I know that you have friends that are that are uh, related to other uh, Raiders, Dave. Um, do you know that the last three games, the combined score of uh, these games was the Chiefs have scored 103 points and the Raiders have scored 22 points? Did, were you aware? Were you, aware I, you know what I'm a big yeah. believer in? I'm not like my old man. My old man does this. And so I maybe learned it from him. 
but he's one of these guys. I think we've talked about this. He's one of these guys who's followed the Boston Red Sox for so long or, or, or the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's always like, oh, Steelers never do well when they go to Cincinnati. It's like, okay, maybe that's true. But what happened in 1981 has no application in 2020. I know, but my old man always does this. And maybe it's because I, 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 you know, I got that stink on me. But I do think it matters when it's, you know, a lot the of the same coach? guys. Yeah, the same yes. coach. Yeah. I think I think if you can like the Chargers tend to give the Chiefs. Cousin Sal argues with me about this to to his own shame. I say the Chargers are the best team against the uh, the Chiefs Correct. over they the last been. couple of years. They have been. Yeah. That's not true. That Sal argues with me about this. And I said you're you're just wrong. Yeah. I I'm uh, you know. Well, division I, opponent. The, the Patriots have been the toughest, but division opponent. You know what I Chargers mean? Yeah. Is. Right. And I do think that for whatever reason, you can just kind of look at it from 30,000 feet. The Chiefs own the Raiders. That's it. Yeah, they've won. Uh, since Andy Reid has been there, they're four, I mean, they're 14 and two against the, against the, um, I mean, Andy Reid has owned the division, especially since, since Manning left. Um, but they're 14 and two. Can, can I tell you a fun, a fun Chiefs Raiders story real quick? Um, I'd like you to. We played the, the Raiders in 2013. I was on the Chiefs. Went to Oakland. We played in that crappy stadium that they had there. And uh, Jamal Charles had five touchdowns that game. We scored like 56 points or so, 55 points, something like that. And um, we ran, uh, we scored on three straight screens, on three straight, three straight drives. The first one was like a third down. Jamal ran like 70 yards. The next one was like 50-yard touchdown. Uh, and the third one was about a 25-yard touchdown. The screen pass, same thing. Three screens to the left. Okay, the same, We had the same play three straight times. So the, the third one we score on, uh, as the right guard, I'm supposed to kind of, it's called a rat kill, like kind of sweep behind and see if anyone's coming back. But there was no one there. So I led the screen out. Jeff Allen kicks out. I kick out. Touchdown. And the Raiders D-Tack, I don't know who it was, said, it's the same play. <laughs> Just, he's so angry. He was so angry. And then Jeff at that time, that, that ooh, kill him dance was by Terrio. Little Terry was popular. So he said, ooh, kill him. And he hit him with the dance. Oh, it was the greatest feeling ever. Oh, they were so angry. He was so angry. It was the best. Oh, I love those little things like that. I love it too. And do uh. you, like a lot of pro guys uh, will say like, ah, rivalries, that's for, for the fans. Uh. I feel like some rivalries do matter. Does Is there one that you were on a team where the rivalry actually mattered that the coach yeah. or whoever was like, Hey, you know, this, this one's different. Like I, I've talked to bears and Packers guys. I, I definitely know Steelers and Ravens guys acknowledge that the week is a little bit different before one of those games. Is that true? Uh, was that, that ever that true game, for you? The Steelers Ravens was the one I was going to talk about. If you talk to any of those players, they hate each other. Like Willie Cologne. I talked to well, I'm good brothers, but Willie, he hates the Ravens, right? I talked to Haloti was on the Ravens. Hey, they hate it. They hate each other. Like that's the one rivalry that I felt. I feel like there's legit hate between the franchises and the players. Look, I I, I wasn't at one team. I think long enough to have that sort of feeling. Mm. And Carolina, Carolina doesn't really have. I mean, the Falcons. I, I guess maybe, um, but you know, not really. Uh, there was only one year with the Vikings. The Chiefs. Look, I think the Chiefs in that AFC West. All four teams hate each other. No, the Chargers are kind of out of it. The three, Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, I think all three kind of hate each other together. I didn't realize, by the way, Chiefs and Broncos. It's a very big rivalry. Didn't realize that. Well, that's with the Giants, though. The Cowboys was the team. Like, everyone wants to beat the Cowboys in that division. Um, that's a team, like, you just, you had to beat. You had to beat the Cowboys, especially in Dallas. Why do you that say that? Because fans will tell you that, I know Eddie Spaghetti will agree with this. I always had that assumption 
that the Cowboys were the were the you know the the hated one, the the evil team in that division. In fact, Gents and Eagles fans are the ones that hate each other more. They say that's the bigger rivalry. Eagles, really? Yeah. For sure. Undoubtedly the Eagles, yeah. Especially because the Giants' recent history have been okay in the championship years versus the Cowboys, um, whereas the Giants had some bad runs versus the Eagles, especially when the Eagles had McNabb and T.O. Um, and, and just it, nightmares it, of Andy Reid running screens like you're just talking about with like Brian Westbrook. the playoffs, right, in the, in the divisional round. I, I, well, I think for right. – for the for the for the, for the players, Plus the proximity was, too. Like the Cowboys game was always on national TV, and it was like it was you were always playing that game at four fifteen or four twenty five or eight o'clock. Those were the two options. And the Eagles game, we played a Monday Night Football twice when I was there. Got our ass kicked both times in Philly. Mm. Um, and I just never felt that for the as a player, I get the fan issue, but like as a player, I never felt like I was like ah, like it didn't feel the same to me as playing the Cowboys. Um, well, let's pick that game then. Jensen, uh, alleged America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys, I mean, this is this has got to be this has got to be a, a, a nine and a half points of anybody. This is this is <laughs> sad if you're a Jens fan, Spaghetti. I, I, we're talking about all the big numbers for the favorites. The Dallas Cowboys are given nine and a half. <laughs> nine and a half. The Dallas Cowboys have they won a game yet? And they're given nine and a half points to your team. Dark day. I think I, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. You're the no. And I'm least, reading it right. Minus nine. I get that. Half. I get. Thanks. I understand that. What I'm trying to say is the Cowboys have at least played. NFL quality teams. The Giants are not NFL quality teams. And I'm going to eat my plate of crow. I was wrong earlier on, and Jeff was on it the whole entire time. And that's credit to him. He knows a lot more. The, they're going to, the Cowboys are going to score a thousand points in this game. And right now, I have no reason to believe the Giants are going to score any points because the Giants, like as good as the defense played versus the Rams last week, they still couldn't muster a single touchdown. I don't think it's going to change much uh, with Daniel Jones for this upcoming week. And Dak Prescott throws 500 yards like it's nobody's business. So it's it's going to be really, really bad. I think actually my sneaky pick for the best, uh, most frustrating offensive player is Dalton Schultz. I mean, it, the Giants will be able to cover him. It's just going to be a bloodbath. So I, I would say bet the bet the, the Cowboys for sure. That's on my honest opinion. I I said this the other day, and I think it's accurate. Is that from here forth, you just bet the Cowboys over in every game, like whatever like the total is for this game, you just bet it over because it's it's fifty four, which is crazy because the Giants have scored three off of the touchdowns this year, and the total is fifty four, fifty four. The Cowboys defense is just atrocious, and. It's an effort problem. Everyone's talked about this. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. It's an effort problem. If you watch a game, it's an effort problem. I thought Manuel Acho, by the way, he did the most amazing break then ever. He, a guy like blocked himself one play, just ran off the field. Just, he didn't, just didn't even try to tackle Odell. Um, so the Giants, I think, should, should score a little bit, and the Cowboys are going to score a ton. And so I just put the over. If that's the case, that and and like you say, everybody has identified the same thing that uh, you know it's it's a matter of will. This is pretty early on with Mike McCarthy, and we've actually heard that from Giants people already. You've got to get rid of Joe Judge. Reggie Bush advocating. Oh, that's um, that's, that's for, too early. That's insanity. Okay, well, Mike McCarthy's down there in Dallas. If the team isn't listening to him to the degree that they're actually quitting in the middle of plays, I mean, how long is Mike McCarthy going to last down? I, and by the way, I, I'm, never, I, I'm not big on, hey, fire this guy. I do think that it's crazy the Jets didn't get rid of Adam Gase when they had the, the chance to, and now they're going to. And the reason they didn't is because Joe Douglas is is uh, you know was brought there 
because of Adam Gase and that loyalty, but also Joe Douglas certainly knows that Adam Gase is a deficit. And so they were, uh, it's, it's a jetsy situation there, but, um, I mean, if you're quitting, if you're Jerry Jones, again, like I say, I think one, unless they win this garbage division, I think Dak, they're going to move on from him because the recipe ain't working right now. Um, is, is McCarthy long for the gig? I think he's there a couple of years. Because I think a new quarterback that buys him two or three more years, right? I guess that's true. But yeah. the question is who they're going to get, right? Are they going to just roll Dalton for a year? Are they going to Winston? Like, what do you – because they're not going to be in a position maybe to draft. If they're bad enough, yeah. I mean, at some yeah, point, you know? I can't imagine they're going to rem- not win six games still. I mean, that just – six games puts you at, at pick 10 and you're out of it. Um, yeah, well, well, you know, there are going to be QB big name ones on the market again. Like you say, Jameis is going to be out there. Cam could conceivably be out there. Um, so, uh, let's jump then from, because I was with you on the, I wasn't with you. I, I was really dumb. I was, I got cute. It's like I was at the 21 table and I'd lost seven straight hands. And I was like, well, this, this bad luck has to end at some point. Ergo, I'm taking the under on Browns and Cowboys. That they just can't continue to allow that many points. And I was out of it by I think about uh, 11 minutes into the game. Um, <laughs> the game, the game was already over. This time, the Browns at home. The Colts coming to town. A juicy one, like we talked about a week ago. People had kind of gone to sleep on the Colts because they lost to the Minshews in Week One, but quietly they were pulling it together. And now here they are giving a point and a half to the Browns in uh, the mistake by the Lake total on that game, 47 and a half. I think the star so far of this team is the defense for the Colts. Um, how say you on this tough one to call, Schwartz? So the the bet I like in this game, and it's not posted on fans, yet it'll be posted a little bit you know, towards, towards Sunday and, and Saturday, is the Baker Mayfield under, whatever his total is for his passing yards under. Only had one game this year over 189 yards. I think he had 212 that game. Um, and the Colts are number one in defensive DVOA. They're number one in defensive expected points added. They're number one on third down. They're number one. Uh, they're actually, I think they're number two against the pass, five against the run, ranking first in coverage according to Pro Football Focus. They're really good on defense. And the Browns have won by running the football. They have not won by Baker Mayfield throwing the football. And I think this is a game where they're going to just try to run the ball, keep Baker from throwing the ball. It's going to be a low-scoring game. The Colts also like to run the football. Um, I just I don't see Baker putting up over 200 yards. That's my bet this week in this game. Um, I don't really feel comfortable. I don't know. I, I think I would lean the Colts in this game slightly because of their defense. Um, the Browns haven't just played a good team in a couple of weeks. Uh, so I mean, I, I take Colts here, but Baker Mayfield under. Well, how do you like, I guess it kind of comes down to, you know, it's uh, now Kareem centric, uh, Kareem Hunt centric um, without Chubb. That's not a small absence. I also I think, I, though, is, is it, I mean, this offense no, I, is not, this offense is built. It doesn't matter. Come on. Chubb had like nine yards of carry the other day. I mean, uh, Kareem Hunt did. Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think that's um, some, some basic math that, uh, a lot of fans aren't applying still. It's the offensive line. It's not the it's not the guy carrying the ball behind the offensive line. That's sorry. I'm adjusting some things here as we speak. Uh, yeah, that's the jumble. I'm I'm, do, I'm uh, multitasking here as we record um, this week. But um, anyway, um, geez, Louise, I'm trying. I'm all tangled up in cords. What isn't it a weird thing that 
with all these computers and everything we use, how is it possible that the cords, they have a life of their own and it's a devilish life. They always get tangled up to a ridiculous degree. It's, it's like a willful thing. It's not, it can't be ascribed to like, just right. Look at all these cords tangled up on me here, Eddie Spaghetti. It's crazy. Look at this. All right. I think I got it. I, uh, look at <laughs> we will invest in some uh, wireless. Uh, I mean, geez, Louise, this is insane how hard it is to anyway. Sorry about that. Um, I, I, I the matchup to me is the Colts vaunted offensive line against Miles Garrett and company. The you know, Garrett is really making a lot of headlines these days. Um, for non-swinging helmet news. Um, how do you like that matchup? Um, yeah, Garrett played well last week. It's a backup, um, you know, backup uh, right tackle for the Cowboys. Uh, Garrett's playing well. I, the Colts offensive line is, is just continuing to get better. Um, and they, you know, they brought back all five starters. Uh, they're going to have a plan for him. Again, I just think this game feels, and it's hard to say an under game because, I mean, it's just the NFL in 2020, right? They're not calling penalties. But it just feels like this is a classic, like, grind them out rushing game. Both teams hit a couple shots in there. Browns, by the way, 30th in explosive pass plays this year, too. I just don't like the, the Browns pass game in this one. It's funny, too, by the way, because uh, recurring theme is the is the total on these games. And you say take the over on them. And um, No, well, I did the over in the Cowboys game. No, I know. But, but I'm, in general, the over is the smart play in, in 2020 so across gross. the board in pro football. Um, and you know, sharps out there saying that Vegas is trying to adjust to it, but they haven't fully done so. And for at least going into this week, it continues to be favorable to, to take the overs. And of course, as, uh, cousin Sal and otherwise people like to point out, it's, it's more fun to, to bet the over anyway. Um, so do that and let's get to then short, shall we? With no further ado, shall we get to the main event this week? Let's do it. All right, let's go taking the glasses off so I can focus in here. It's like Luke Skywalker, you know, when he's, when he's flying in the X wing Yes, and he puts away, he's like, I don't, I don't need the tracking yeah, thing. I, I got the I'm four. You've not, seen the movie. Yeah. Not, not my thing. What star Wars. Isn't your thing. No, but you get the reference though. Right. I've seen, I saw the four five and six. Like I've seen the original ones, um, but not, I've seen none of the, none of them since then. So that's your choice, but you're going to show them to that, your kids, that really, right? That really hurts your feelings. I could tell. Like that, that, no, it's that, fine that, that hurts feelings a lot, didn't it? Like Dave, it's like he just was like, just I, I never seen that side of you, Dave, before. Come on, yeah, it was a like, gut punch. I don't think bad. you need to see. I don't think you need, but you at least. I mean, at least you're going to show them to the to to the kinder, right? And if they want, I'm not like going out of my way to watch them. Some parents feel it's important to um, teach their children the tradition of the religion that they grew up in. I think it's important that that's you show your sports children. with them. Yes. Well, that's my, that's why people ask me all the time. You live in LA, Dave, are you going to make all your kids root for Pittsburgh teams? No, I'm not. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to force the Pittsburgh pirates on them. That would be embarrassing for them. I don't want my that. Dad forced, my dad forced the San Francisco giants on me and it paid off 10 years ago. So you just, you have to, you never know. I hear you. Listen, I I admire the old man for doing that to you. Penguins, it's the right choice um, <laughs> for them to to do that. But the only one that they must abide by is the Steelers, or they don't watch football in my house. That's fine. They don't have to root for the Steelers. They just got to go elsewhere if they want to watch football. Then. <laughs> not going to have them be Charger fans. Just a spite you. Just a team no one cares about at all. Well, the only thing good about the Chargers is maybe they'll walk around in a Chargers jersey. There's no way to argue against that, is there? Nope. I can't. Nope. Can't say anything bad about that. 
I want to say this to you. I want to say this to anyone within the sound of my voice. And, you know, John Gonzalez, Colleen Wolf, the first couple of Philadelphia. I was very happy in 2017 when you won the Super Bowl. There's, you know, Jake Tapper making a lot of noise on, on national news, cable stations these days right now. And I get it, you know. The, the Eagles are your team and I admire it. And I'm sorry that you were born into the wrong situation in the Keystone state. You're in this, in the right state. Um, you just so happen to be born on the wrong side of it. And people want to call it Pennsylvania, but let's keep in mind, you have one Lombardi. We have six. What did you do after you got that one? You kicked the guy who won it out of town. We make Hall of Fame QBs, Unitas, Namath, Montana, Kelly, Marino, Philadelphia made, Joe Flacco. We have five Stanley Cups. You won one back in 1975. We have Lemieux and Crosby and Yager and Malkin and Lemieux. And I think I said him twice, but he deserves it because he's a player and an owner. Meantime, Bobby Clark couldn't crack the Penguins' all-time lineup. And then there are the Phillies, emblematic of Philadelphia's creativity. The city is named Philadelphia. The team is named Philly. It's no wonder you had a goalie named Pete Peters once. And, oh, but Philadelphia has an NBA team. Terrific. That team's won exactly two titles. To put that into perspective, that's exactly two more titles than our non-existent NBA team has won. You have the process. We have the kid. You had Dr. J. We have the doctor who created organ transplantation, Dr. Thomas Starzl. Your claim to fame is a cracked bell and being a short train ride from New York. Our people's claim to fame, saving the republic. Back in the mid-20th century, it was forged by Pittsburgh steelworkers who forged the material used to defeat the tanks and ships that defeated the Nazi scourge. We also developed the Ferris wheel. We have Michael Keaton, Gertrude Stein, Charles Grodin, Joe Manganello, you have Bill Cosby, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and Danny Bonaducci. You want a nice neighborhood? I give you Mr. Rogers, Jimmy Stewart, Andy Warhol, Gene Kelly, August Wilson, Christina Aguilera, Wiz Khalifa, Perry Como. The Roonies are from here. Why don't you go boo Santa Claus? I'm going to cheer the heroes who saved America back in the mid-20th century. You don't like that? Go talk to Mussolini. I got the Steelers plus a million this weekend. I'll say you, Schwartz. Don't forget, Permanente Brothers is better than a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, I mean, yes, that's exactly right. They ha- Right. You have Cheese Whiz. We have Whiz Khalifa. There you go. Um, <laughs> wow. What do you shake your uh, head he, about he, there, he, Spaghetti? He saved that for, Eddie, he saved that for four years. They haven't played in four years. He saved that whole thing up for four years. Uh, I know. And also, correction, Christina Aguilera was born in Staten Island, New York. Thank you very much. She well, she resides in. Uh, well, uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I have to claim no. my own. That's it. All right. Okay. Well, after that fabulous introduction, how could I better get to Steelers? Uh, remember our our boost this week. You're gonna fade Jeff Schwartz. I'm with Dave. I think the Steelers will win this game by a zillion. Uh, they're they're better coached right now. They're a better team. They're off a of bye. Uh, Eagles Carson Wentz is not playing well. They barely beat the Niners. They're just not a good football team. All right, not a good football team. It's very simple. So go to fanduelcom slash minus three. We're taking the Eagles from plus seven to plus seven and a half and plus 100. So you're even money for taking the Eagles plus seven and a half. Just fade me. It's worked so far. If you guys have listened to me and you faded me or taken my bet, 
You've won money this year. Do it again. Eagles plus seven and a half because I think Dave and I both agree. Steelers win this game big. Uh, Tomlin nine and four off a bye. Steelers renewed, ready to go. Eagles just aren't a good football team. And all the reasons why Dave just said Philly's not as good as Pittsburgh. We have better uniforms than you. I did. And I, last year, I went to a football camp in Pittsburgh. It was a lot of fun. So take that, Philly. I've never been to a football camp in Philly before. Um, all right. I mean, I think we've said it all, right? I, is there anything more that we need to cover there, Spaghetti? You want to get in on the Yankees? You want to tout uh, them being a good bet at this point? Or are you ready to move on to no i mean i am wearing the hat right now for those watching i mean i'm i'm uh confident uh for the next game if we just get through this one then we have call on the mountain for the deciding game so that's what i'm just crossing my fingers for all right well listen be on the lookout um listener for a uh, a little video x and o from jeff schwartz regarding yes. this eagles and steelers game make sure you get in on that one fanduel.com slash minus three um the boosted bet only available through that code and uh, Schwartz, of course, Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you, um, not smarter than me, but smarter than than um, than most of the people listening right now. Make sure you're checking <laughs> that one out. Some great work and muzzle tub to him over at uh, with the with the new work at uh, Fox Sports Schwartz. We're pleased you. for you. Um, and uh, make sure you're checking out, uh, as I said before, extra points with cousin Sal and Charlotte Wilder and Dave's of Thunder. Good stuff there. Yes, Eddie Spaghetti. And I want to, for those, uh, follow us minus three pod on Twitter because we just did our first Monday night halftime hit. Uh, oh, right. And, and if those go well, we may add the Thursday night as well. So please go on our Twitter. We will tweet out the link and you can watch us live react to, uh, to the game to the first half. So everyone just uh, start. And those who joined, I think got like 300 or so people. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, and uh, and do subscribe and uh, you know rate and download all that stuff that you, you you know you're supposed to do. We appreciate you doing it. We appreciate you checking it out. We appreciate you sticking with us as we have our little minor fits and start trying to get uh, Jeff Schwartz's audio correct and when we're going to be available and all that kind of stuff. That's the part of uh, starting out a new show here. Um, I feel like it's going well. Um, Schwartz, how say you? I think it's going fabulous. Uh, obviously, the mic thing. I'm glad you guys made this thing about it. I, I, my mic is totally fine. Uh, it's a lot of and people said it's 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 a lot of money. I paid a lot of money for this mic. It works really well. So I'm glad you can hear me talk about football this week. All right, excellent. And we'll be back to Kibitz uh, with you some more next week. Until then, for Eddie Spaghetti, Jeff Schwartz. I hope your team wins, unless they're playing my team. And until then. Thanks so much, uh, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.